Next on BYU Sports Station, inside the BYU football defense in 2015. Will they improve from last year against a tougher schedule? It's a fast Friday with Brian Keel. What does he think of the BYU defense this year and his reaction to shots from Dennis Pitta and Riley Nelson? Plus the end of an epic award watch list extravaganza. But not without another Taysom Hill siding. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, Friday. July 17th, this is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the newly crowned champion of the Lynx, Jerem Jordan. We did play some golf yesterday, and it was fun. We played 18 in a composite uh, competition, a composition, broadcasting versus uh, athletics on campus. We love those guys. We work with them a lot. Line up interviews, get information. It was fun to get out on the links. We love to beat them at things, too. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we don't compete too often. Winning is fun. Yeah, it it was great. I think there were three groups, you know, scramble, best ball, alternate, all that. Uh, I happened to play in the group that did not win, but the other two uh, did win. You mean win, you played so in the group won. that did not win? You the the tournament was I, I know. overall well t- two of three. We won two of three groups. I was in the group that didn't win, but you were. Part I didn't. Of the I didn't team. help in that. That's fantastic how that works out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bench. I'm a bench player, <laughs> according to Dennis Pitta. <laughs> You're distracted by something on your phone, aren't you? No, I'm not. Okay, right now? Yeah. No, I'm not. Oh no. I... What I was saying is you were talking to me about something. Well, maybe we'll bring it up later. PA announcer wanted at BYU people. Yeah, there's a new public address announcer position open. Rise and shout for your Cougars. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's another Cougar. My my aunt was in the uh, BYU band once upon a time in 96, and she said that all she could hear from her band position when the BYU Cougars would go around was B Y U hoo ha, B Y U hoo ha. What could, in the world? She couldn't hear Cougars. It was just hoo ha. Oh, <laughs> come on, this. come on, West stands. You can do better. Here are today's Set down BYU. the knitting set. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's a very bittersweet reality. Today marks the final day of the American Football Coaches Association. Award watch list extravaganza. That's the sad part. Here's the good news. Taysom Hill, one of 50 players to watch for the Walter Camp Football Foundation 2015 Player of the Year Award. Hill already on the 2015 watch list for the Maxwell Award, the Davey O'Brien Award, and the Werfel Trophy. The Walter White Award uh, watch list comes out next week. NBA Summer League update, Brandon Davies, two points, six rebounds, and only two fouls in a Spurs win over the Nets. Nice. Uh, two point. Come on, we can do better. Tyler Hawes plays with the Cavs tonight at six Eastern. While the Open Championship continues across the pond in Scotland, the Barbasol Championship taking place in Alabama. Zach Blair of the PGA Tour, former BYU player, three under through twelve holes and tied for twenty fourth currently. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and USA Volleyball lost to Brazil in the World League final yesterday in four sets in Rio. Today, the U.S. plays France right after the show. A second rise and shout right now because it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. One day closer. Hit it. Countdown to 
the Cornhuskers. 50 days. 50 days. That's it. 50 days. Wow. Until a game. And three weeks from tomorrow is fall camp. BYU football now exactly 50 days away from the season opener in Lincoln, Nebraska. The BYU offense, led by quarterback Taysom Hill, is senior heavy, battle-tested, uber-confident, and look poised to do special things in 2015. Is anyone worried about the BYU offense? Anyone? Heck no. I haven't heard anybody say, yeah, I'm really concerned about the BYU offense. I don't know if they're going to be able to perform this year. I haven't heard one person. No, no, no one's concerned generally. But there's, what, there's somebody that's concerned. Well, health maybe, but like, really, anybody to produce points? No. BYU but, returns a lot of people from the offense last year that scored the most points since '01. Mm. Remember yesterday how I mentioned '01 led the nation in scoring offense and total offense? Pretty good. But what about the other side of the ball? Ah, therein lies. The great unknown for BYU football in 2015, the status of the BYU defense. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. Why will, or why won't, the 2015 BYU defense be better than the 2014 version? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Bryson Webster. Yes. Why? Bronco, Longy, Takitaki, Warner, Prater, Davis, all a year older, know the system better, can now rely on athletic ability. He makes some valid points right there. You bring back guys that have played games, but you also don't bring back guys that played a lot of games previously for BYU. They lose some guys too. So is is there enough in okay. that gain-loss balance? Here's my answer. I don't think they'll be better than last year, and here's why. The inexperienced secondary is a big thing to me. Okay, You have eight guys in the two deep there at four positions. Five of those guys have not really played. You're throwing, you're throwing Kainakua in there, uh, and then Jordan Prater slash Michael Davis. That's about it. Brand new, brand new field corner, brand new, uh, you know, cat safety with Takanaka and Grant Jones, who's a six five safety by the way, super tall safety. That that to me is a concern. Now, can the front seven offset some of the deficiencies of the secondary? Maybe, but BYU needs to go back to what, uh, and they will this year. Uh, the bend don't break, which is super annoying to the fans. But you know what's not annoying? Wins. Wins are not annoying. It's a tougher schedule. That's why th- this year's defense could be better, but they could look worse because the schedule's so tough. I have concerns about that. So will they or won't they be better throughout the schedule? Just like we're talking, I, not, we're not comparing to the schedule. You're just comparing the defense last year to this year. Is it going to be better? Throw out the schedule. No, no, no. The schedule has everything to do with it. No, uh, no how, it doesn't. Do, sorry, does BYU play eleven on zero? No. How do you they, how do you gauge how do you gauge whether a defense is better national or not? rankings? Okay, so this year's defense against last year's schedule. Then we're trying to, we're comparing defenses here. Throw out who they're playing. Are they going to get better? No, the, they're they're no. The opponent has everything to do with how you how you uh, rate the defense. How do they play against the teams they play against? That has everything to do with it. How are we supposed to get? How are you supposed to gauge them? Well, he looked good. No, no, no. There, there's hard data here that we can go off of. Okay, the greatest indicator of the future is the present, and so I have concerns going into the season because to me, the BYU defense will not win any games for BYU. The offense will because they score points. 
The defense hopefully is is good enough to put BYU in a position to win, which they were doing at the beginning of last year. It was working. The offense was good. You give up 500 yards against Virginia, 33 points. They run like 100 plays, and you still win. Houston, same thing, 33 to 25. That worked. It was working. But I, I just don't see a situation where they are better. You are a man founded in logic, are you not? You pride yourself in logic, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, you are a fundamentally sound, principled person. I, I know that about you because I'm with you every day. So why in the world can you not see that the defense will be better because of one thing? One thing. Only one thing. I'm putting it all on one thing. Wow. Okay. okay. If you want tangible instead of just like, well, we're projecting. because This is one tangible bit of evidence that we know right now. It is a fact. There will be more coaches on the defensive side of the ball than there were last year. And the additional coach is Bronco Mendenhall. Instead of four sets of eyes, you have five sets of eyes. And the additional set of eyes is Bronco Mendenhall. We, you can look at that, and it's, how can it not be better if Nick Howell can focus solely on the secondary now? He was trying to, coach the, trying to coordinate the entire defense, and he let the leash out on the secondary because he had to. By the way, that was not a mistake from Bronco. Everyone thinks it's a mistake. It was working until Taysom Hill got hurt. It was working. That changed everything. So when that happened, then you're in scramble mode, understandably. Plus injuries. When there are more coaches, there is more accountability to the players. The leashes get shorter, and if you do something wrong, it will get noticed. Whereas last year, maybe some things went unnoticed or weren't addressed because there wasn't time. You're in scramble mode. Now you enter with a controlled atmosphere because you have more coaches led by the guy that is known for his defensive prowess. That is Bronco Mendenhall. So I put it on that one tangible fact alone. More eyes, more accountability, better product on the field. That's the hope. The team, the, they're less experienced as a defense. You lose some playmakers. You lose leading tacklers, right? This happens a lot, but I look at that BYU defense. I see one really good player, right? Bronson Kafusi. Then I see a lot of youth that could become really good. I think people think Sione Takitaki could be a really good player. I think Kainakua could become a good safety. Just, there's just so much inexperience there. And that, that front seven did not put a lot of pressure on uh, the quarterback. A lot of those guys return. I hope they make the leap. But if I sit here and look at that schedule and look who's coming back, I go, I think it's going to be a struggle to be better than last year in spite of injuries. Hopefully BYU is healthier because then you can, ha- you can maximize the defensive players there. If Alani Fua doesn't get hurt and miss four games, Craig Bills. Kifusi, Craig Bills, BYU wins nine or ten games in my opinion because Jordan Johnson. they don't give up 55 to Memphis, 42 to Nevada, lose an overtime to UCF, all this stuff. Now, now, now I, I, I hear you on Bronco. Bronco's not make – and I expect improvement – but against this schedule, it might be worse just because it's it's tougher opponents. And you brought up a valid point. It's not point. Nevada and UCF, dude. I know, I know that the schedule factors into what happens on the field. But let's say this year's defense is playing last year's schedule just for fun. Just for basic. I have no idea. Okay. Would you say that the defense will be better this year? If they got to play last year's schedule, I don't know. I'm not even going. I don't. I'm. I won't even go there mentally because I'm just thinking about this year's schedule. I don't know because against really good teams, a lot of defenses won't be good 
per se. Like BYU I know, has, I, We're not discussing good or not. We're discussing better than last I year. I think that the defense will be better than last year, but how do you gauge that? Are you basing it on who they play? No. First, I look at BYU, and then I look That's at the opponents. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm, I'm looking, looking at. Both. I think that even though they play a tougher schedule, so it might not show on the scoreboard per se, I think that this year's defense, compared to last year's defense, will handle this year's schedule better than last year's defense would handle it. That's what I'm saying too, except I'm looking, I, I'm taking that into account. They could be better, but not actually be better. Because what are you? What you do on the field is what you are. Exactly as a what defense. you said. I agreed with 100% this morning, and that is let's say BYU's defense is a six last year. They didn't have Bronco, so maybe they performed like a five. Let's say that they're a five this year, but because they have Bronco back, they perform like a six. Okay? I think he makes that effect. I think... He, no, he'll have a positive inc- because impact on the defense. another set of eyes. He's but, but more accountability. But will Takanaka make the play he needs to play as an individual? Because Bronco is in there. In that moment. Because Bronco is there. That's up to Eric Takanaka. I think that he will be better prepared to be in the right position to make the play. He stresses everybody being in the right place. And here's the reality you need to deal with, BYU fans. It might be frustrating, but... BYU is going to go back to a bend, don't break philosophy. They're not, going back to that. I'm not frustrated at all because BYU from from 06 to 10, even into 11, 12, 12 was they one won of the a lot of games. Those were solid defenses. This defense is not going to be good nationally. It's not. It's it, it will not be good nationally. Like top 40 and stuff. Rush defense BYU is always good. I'm talking scoring and total. They will not be in the top 40. So on third and four. If they're in the top 60 or 70 and the offense is top 20. Improvement. Now we're talking. That's how we gauge improvement, Now we're right? talking. Look at total defense. Yeah, how total defense. BYU yeah. do? That's a great way to tangibly. We'll see. I we ho- will see. I hope they are. I think they'll be statistically better. I think they will be statistically better that even would, against a tougher schedule. That would be great because the offense is going to win games for this team. Cal, the offense wins that game. I know the defense gets a stop at the end. But the defense had given up 35 points. The offense wins that game with 42 points. So on third and four, when you're wondering why the defensive back at BYU is 8 to 10 yards off the ball, it's because they're in bend, don't break. Understand. Yeah, it's frustrating as a defense. Why are you giving up a first down? It's a bend, don't break philosophy. Here's the logic there, people. When you watch this, BYU is hoping that opponents take 10-plus plays uh, on a drive that will result in either penalties or turnovers. If you can do that multiple times as an offense, you should win. More plays, harder to score. If you don't give up big plays, it's a simple concept. And BYU can't recruit guys that play man-to-man consistently at corner. It's okay. Just play good zone, and then you're fine. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Why or why not will the BYU defense in 2015 be better than the 2014 version? Let's get a couple of tweets in. It's winter time. At Ethan Ellington, yes, it will be better because Bronco is giving the defense more attention now that he is the defensive coordinator. That goes to what I was saying. He, he can hold people accountable because he's focused there. He'll have, he'll have a positive impact for sure. At Crazy Kook Fanatic, it will be better with Bronco back at the helm and the benefits of Coach Trick Daddy's strength and conditioning, Frank Wintrick. We didn't even talk about Frank, and he's being labeled as the superhero that's going to solve all of BYU's health and injury concerns. Hopefully BYU's fit. Hopefully there's less injuries. That's the hope. It's very simple with what he does. 
Up next, it's Fast Friday with Brian Keel. You better believe he brings a strong opinion about what this defense will do in 2015. Does he think it will be better than last year? That's next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. If you missed an episode of BYU Sports Nation, it's on demand. You can download the show podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app, or you can watch it on BYUSN.com. Our Twitter question today, why will or why won't the 2015 BYU defense be better than the 2014 version? At Andrew SKBN says, Bronco calls timely blitzes. He'll take the pressure off the secondary by getting guys in the backfield better. I don't know that Nick Howell wasn't doing a good job with that. I don't know. I, th- I think that his Bronco play calling Mendenhall was fun. I think it's the... off the field yeah. where, where you can organize as a group better, have the most eyes, the most coaching, the most veteran coach in the room. Yeah, yeah all of that should help. And let me clarify. Bronco has said numerous times, Nick was making all the right play calls. Listen, the first four games, everything was, was great, right? Nick was making all of the right play calls. And then all of a sudden it just goes bad? No, a lot of that has to do with injuries and obviously and my, Taysom my Hill. point. His offense. Is that Bronco Mendenhall isn't the end-all, be-all. He is the answer superhero to solve all the BYU problems. That would be naive. The only thing I'm saying is he brings two sets of eyes, another set of eyes to the defense. Five coaches greater than four coaches, more accountability, better product. That is all I am saying. Let's ask our first guest and Fast Friday Spectacular, Brian Keel, the Twitter question today. Brian, first of all, welcome. Our Twitter question is, will the defense be better this year than it was last year? What do you think? <laughs> well, they certainly can't be any worse. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> I'm, just, whoa. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. They were bad, though, and I've said this before. That's, that's, that's nothing new. Um, they weren't up to our, our standard. We have a standard, especially being a defensive guy. We have a standard. They didn't live up to it last year. And here's the thing. It's not like they weren't capable of being better. I, I would be easier on them. If it was, you know, they're just, well, they're just not able to be better. You know, they, they tried hard. No, it was stupid mistakes. It's stupid, preventable mistakes that caused big blowups in coverage. Guys running free down the middle of the field. The top getting blown off. Just stuff that's inexcusable. They will be better because the coaches have been on them this whole offseason. Guys that were young, that were thrown out there, that might not have been otherwise. They got valuable experience. All those reps, they're going to be a lot better. Much improved. Don't you think that having more coaches, just that fact alone, the fact that you have five specific defensive coaches instead of the four with Bronco taking essentially a new approach last year, don't you think that alone will make them better? It should. I mean, in theory. And I'm a strong advocate that coaches coach and players play. And and Bronco is, is fantastic. He's awesome. And the thing that he and all those other coaches need to do is not call better plays or scheme better or, or coach them better. What they need to do is better inspire the players to A, know their craft, B, know their opponent's craft, and C, go out and execute it. That's what we failed to do last year, starting with ourselves, starting with knowing our assignment on any given play. Now, I was with one of the, the safeties on the team the other day, Chris Badger. I was talking to him about last year. We, we were comparing the defense now to the defense that they ran when I was here. Totally different. I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of what they have now. The scheme is way better now. But we were just talking about all the mishaps they had in coverage and guys just not knowing 
what they're supposed to do. You can't have that. You just it's inexcusable. You can't have it. What's the difference uh, in defenses now versus when you played? Well, our the defense I played in is just vanilla ice cream. We we called just simple plays and we ran them. Whatever we called, we ran it, and it was very simple. We didn't have a nickel. We we it didn't matter what they came out with. We had our base defense, and we just we call it a play. It was, it was simple, and we ran it. Now it is much more complex. It's much more diversified. You know, it's it's strawberry ice cream with sprinkles and and Oreos and, it's and gummy peach, bears. Peach and, ice cream day. So. Is it really yeah. okay? So it's peach ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got all the fixings on it. So so they have checks. You know, they they adjust. They have adjustments to what the offense does. They, they, they're way more versified in their, their, their coverage and, 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 and in their, their looks. They you know, change up looks. They have people that roam. I mean, it's, it's so much better now. Okay, so a question on that then. If, if, were you guys better players or is it too, uh, and or is it too complicated now for these guys? It shouldn't be because it's still way easier than anything at the next level. But um, – with us, we weren't better players. Um, I guess I'm getting at why were why, your defenses why was, better? Yeah. Why are you no, so I understand. Effective. I understand. It's because we, 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 we studied. We knew what we were supposed to do first. We knew what the opponent was going to do second, and then we executed it. So that is, that's one of the trade-offs, and that's part of why we had a vanilla defense. We had just installed it. You know, 06 was our first year in that 3-4, and they kept it simple, and we knew exactly where we were supposed to do it. We knew where the other guys were supposed to be. We worked together, and because of that, we, we executed at a higher level. Well, a couple of things, and it goes back to accountability, which I've said like 17 times today. Bronco Mendenhall yeah. held you accountable, yeah. but you held each other accountable. And that's the bigger difference. That's the bigger difference. When you have guys like Cameron Jensen and, and Kelly Papinga and Quinn Gooch, when you have field generals out there, you have everybody's performance but when guys don't know what everybody else is supposed to be doing you can't hold each other accountable yeah Yeah, who's who's the leader of the defense that's what i that's what i'm wondering who is our leader who is our indisputed leader of the defense last year that's a fantastic question i I think that it was uh it was supposed to be craig bills and alani fua yeah and they get hurt they get hurt and even even bills i love the kid he's an awesome kid he's an awesome football player but he's not a He's not a field general. He's not. He doesn't bark. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know. You got. You need a guy that'll snap at other guys. You. You kind of need that. And he's good enough. And to even have the me, like to do I that. wasn't that guy. I wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call my in 06, I wasn't the leader of our defense. In 07, I wasn't the leader of the defense. I'd say the leader of our defense was Kelly Papinga in 07. Kelly was the guy that would more bark at other people. I, I was. I, you know. I'd say stuff that needed to be said. I was a lead by example. You know, I'd, and I make the plays that need to be made, but we had guys. It's just it's a personality thing, and if but I will say this: if if we didn't have Kelly in 07, then then I would have taken that role. I would have done what needed to be done. And last year, we needed somebody to step up and and bark. We didn't have that. Brandon Ogletree was that guy yeah. in 2012. No question. Has BYU had that type of guy since Brandon Ogletree left? Not really. Not really. You wonder who can step up and fill that role. Yeah. This is a, this is a great question. Yep. I've next, said it before. You need a dog. You know, you need a dog out there. I believe your words were the guy maybe one or two chromosomes <laughs> away from being Rabbit. certifiably crazy. Yes, yes. Do, so do you see a guy on this BYU defense? And it sounds like it's got to be one of the linebackers. It doesn't uh, have to be. No. It usually is. It, okay. just, it just 
goes with the position. Uh-huh. So it's not like it has to be, but that's just usually the way it works. Do you see? Do you see a, a guy or a couple of guys that you think okay, they could be this person? I don't know any of them well enough to comment either way. Um, but my hope is that you know somebody rises up, stand up, stand up. Now is your time. This is your time. This is your team. Stand up and take control of it. In three weeks from tomorrow, we're going to see BYU practice, and that's going to be one of the first things I look at. Who's, who's, yeah. who's the guy on defense holding them accountable on the field? Bronco can only do so much. Who's going to be that guy on the field? I, I'm excited to see it develop. Let me set up the next question with this about Frank Wintrick, the new strength and conditioning coach has gotten all sorts of publicity and buzz, and rightly so. I mean, the players, the coaches, the other staff members are all saying, man, the atmosphere that this guy brings is noticeably different. But should we slow the roll just a bit on (laughs) with him? Just because I I feel like BYU football has had plain chocolate M&Ms for the past 15 years. (laughs) And when they first got him, it was great. Chocolate M&Ms are fantastic, okay? Thin candy shell, great. Doesn't melt in your mouth, not in your hand. Okay. <laughs> now they've been introduced to peanut M&Ms with Frank Wintrick. And so it's like, oh, 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 oh. these are really good. It's new. I They're, like this. It's better. Yeah. It's, so should we slow the roll a little bit and let – I feel like it's unfair to Frank because yeah. they're looking at him like, hey, he's going to solve all of our injury yeah. problems. Should we slow the roll? Yeah, no question. I, I was on the radio the other day and I talked about this. We're going to see improvement. And we're going to see, and, I, and I've, I've made this point before. You could argue that the coach that affects the f- result on the field the most is the strength coach. You could argue that. And, you know, I, I would argue that sometimes, sometimes, depending on the circumstances. Um, as far as the coaches coach and players play, you know, if you're going to pick a guy who really affects result on the field, it's a strength coach. That being said, I said this on the radio, you, you don't take a guy who's a 4'9", and all of a sudden, now he's a 4-4. So, yeah, have higher expectations, but temper him a little bit. We're not going to be a bunch of 4-3 guys now that we have Frank Winteritz. Yeah. It's in, BYU! Yes. I mean, we're, so, so you, can't, you can't take a 4-9 guy and turn him into a 4-8 or a 4-7. Maybe a 4-6. Maybe three-tenths. That's, you know, it's very rare, but you'll see a three-tenth drop. But you're not going to see, you know... Somebody transformed into a speed demon all of a sudden who wasn't before. <laughs> that being said, there will be improvement. And the, the biggest improvement will come in our conditioning. And here's the thing, okay? You know, especially for a DB. If, I, if I'm a 4-4 DB, but I'm in terrible shape and I can only run 4-4 one out of five plays. But this guy, he runs 4-5 every time. I want that guy. Absolutely. I want that guy. I want that guy. Now, the difference is... The injuries. I, I, we, we look at last year, and it was horrific. Okay, It was unlucky. It was unfortunate. Every descriptive word that can go negatively. <laughs> was it unlucky when it happens that many times? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. So people are looking at Frank as like, okay, he's, he will make a difference in this area. Soft um, tissues. Yeah. Soft tissue issues. That's what we're looking at. So that is, that is the There's hope. a ton of science in that. And I'm not, I'm not an exercise science major. I don't, I don't know the science, but I do know that there is science beh- behind preventing injuries through exercise, through stretching, through routines, through a regiment that starts in January that continues throughout the season that prevents a lot of these soft tissue injuries. A broken leg, you're not going to prevent that. Right. Okay. A torn ACL... 
you're usually not going to prevent that. Some of that deals with muscle strength and imbalances. So it's, you know, some of that. But when you're talking about a pulled hamstring, you know, when you're talking about that stuff, a pulled groin, you know, strains, all that stuff. Yeah, that's, that is huge science behind it. Now listen to the, go ahead, Jerm. And with Frank Wintrick, I think that's all we want, really. Just prevent injuries. If BYU's yeah. faster, bonus to me. Yeah, really. even even if we just prevent injuries, I mean, just we're ahead. That will be enough. We're, you're ahead. Yeah. Bigger, faster, all that can come later. But BYU struggled to have continuity on defense, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Zero. BYU had zero defensive players start every game last year. In fact, 26 different guys. Started games last year. Not one guy on defense started every game. You have to have continuity so that those players can be on the field, make plays, establish leadership. Now And now you're going. Instead, uh, in this modern era of platoon football, where you're going to have a bunch of players play anyway. Yeah. You can't have this. It's a little weird. That's a little, it's a little shocking, a little odd. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a good thing. I think, I think it's good to have a healthy rotation, especially if you have competition. I think it's good to, to be fresh and to throw fresh, you know, fresh bodies and fresh legs at the offense, especially pass rushers. But you also want continuity. So, Send in your questions, by the way, for Brian Keel on a Fast Friday. We always like to get a couple of uh, questions from BYU Sports Nation members. So tweet those in using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next on the show, actually... We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the. We're gonna go to the soundbite. I want you to listen to this, Brian, and I'm gonna give you the commercial break to think about what okay. you want to respond to this. Okay, <laughs> Dennis Pitta called you out. He, he called you and your style out. Let's heard, listen to this, and we're gonna go to break after it, and you can think about what you want to say. Here shoot. we go. Well, I mean, look through the sources, Brian Keel. I mean, I know you guys have him on the show all the time, but you know, I've never seen that guy out of a polo t-shirt. So. <laughs> You know, if if we're really st- taking style tips from Brian Kill, we've taken a step back. Okay, now just just ponder on that. Ponder on the style call out from Dennis Pitta. We're going to get your oh. response to that up next on BYU Sports Nation. De- Dennis was throwing punches at everybody. <laughs> threw one at me on Monday. <laughs> it's Fast Friday with Brian Kill on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back on a Friday, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Do you want some BYU Sports Nation swag? Then go to BYUstore.com, search BYU Sports Nation or blue goggles. You can get your own pair of the glasses or a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt. Check it out. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Taysom Hill, one of 50 players on the Walter Camp Football Foundation 2015 Player of the Year Award watch list. NBA Summer League update. Brandon Davies, two points, six rebounds, two fouls, and a Spurs win over the Nets. Tyler Haas plays tonight with the Cavs, 6 Eastern time. The Open Championship continues in Scotland, but Zach Blair on the PGA Tour is playing in the Barbasol Championship in Alabama. He is four under par through 13 holes. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and USA Volleyball lost to Brazil in the World League final yesterday in four sets in Rio. They play France right after the show, about half an hour. Right now marks part du. Of our Fast Friday with Brian Keel. We just played for him a soundbite of Dennis Pitta calling out Brian Keel's style or lack thereof. You've had roughly two and a half minutes to think about this, Brian, <laughs> to come up with your response. First of all, I'd like the, uh, the side camera to just, you know, <laughs> let's just let the viewers, you know, just get, get a look at, you know, my style. And let, we'll, we'll just let the viewers decide Brian Keel or Dennis Pitta. 
Okay, you, you decide, first of all. Just I like the that. polka dot socks, dude. Yeah, I, I, mean, I really do. Dennis, Dennis is like a preschooler, and, and I'm a Ph.D., so – He's not even, I mean, he's not even in the same universe <laughs> as me. And, and as far as, you know, him calling me out on this show, basically what happened is the day that he had his ultra tight kids jeans on <laughs> and we all made fun of him. We all, we all made fun of him. That night we played basketball and I shut him down on the hardwood. I was careful, very careful not to bump his hips. Don't mess with those hips. Didn't man. mess with his hip, but I'm very careful. But I shut him down as I always do on the hardwood and on the football field. Dennis is just a little sore about that. Sorry, Dennis. Okay, speaking of sore, you told us a, a great piece of information um, from in uh, 07. Dennis Pitta gets off a mission. Oh, yeah. And Bronco Mendenhall puts this weird move. He puts a tight end, this, this receiver, walk-on receiver, in your lifting group. Yes. Yeah. Well, going back to Winchrits and the effect of the, the strength coats and the off-season workouts starting in January, Dennis got home from his mission. He was scrawny and out of shape, and he had all sorts of athleticism potential. And Bronco specifically put him in the, the workout group of myself and Kelly Papinga so that we could light a fire under him. Dennis, you're welcome because we made you. We made you who you are today. You're welcome, Dennis. Okay, I have a feeling we're going to clip off that segment and, and uh, send it directly to Dennis. Please It'll do. It'll go back and forth for months. Please do. Machine. It really Please will. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was just the first to take a shot at Brian Kill. The second was more kind of indirectly, more specifically focused on just defensive players, and it came from Riley Nelson yesterday Uh-oh. talking about how we need more of an offensive presence with analysts on BYU Sports Nation. Here's soundbite number two. <laughs> What do you bring to the table that's better than, say, Brian Keel, David Nixon, and Brian Logan? Uh, those guys, uh, you know, being on the defensive end of this, uh, it's see ball, run ball, tackle ball. <laughs> There's, it's, it's much more of a dance. There's elegance and rhythm and, and so much more to offer, uh, you know, uh, from the offensive perspective. There you go, Brian. <laughs> if that came from anybody other than Riley Nelson, <laughs> it would hold credence. Riley Nelson is one of the toughest football players I've ever seen or any of us have ever seen. And he happens to play quarterback. Riley Nelson is a linebacker playing quarterback. Okay, (laughs) This is the irony of that statement. Riley played the quarterback position, how a linebacker would play the quarterback. Oh, see defender, run at defender, run through defender, try to get the first down. That's how he played quarterback. So it's kind of ironic that he comes at us as being simpletons, as not being finesse, as not having schemes. That's how Riley played quarterback. I love it so much. Come on, Riley. you got to come up with something better than that. I love it so Riley, much. Riley, you would have made a fantastic linebacker. <laughs> We, he was probably close to playing safety. Uh, it was, yeah, it was. It would have been good. It would have been. It could have been good. Uh, yesterday we had a fun conversation. Best quarterback running back combo in Ooh. BYU history. I said Doman Staley. Spencer said Unga Hall. What's Oof. your opinion? Because you played wow. with Unga Hall, Beck Brown. Wow! 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 I never thought of it. that's tough. Um, so the the jury's still out. This year, those two could they could. Trumpet. They could end up on top. They of the could list. end up on top. I, if you if if you go the combined potential of the two of them, I would put the two that we have right now. That's the combined potential. Um, Dome and Staley. Staley was so good. He he was so good. I mean, it's just a shame that his body couldn't 
hold up to his just explosiveness. I mean, I, I see I see him today. He lives not, not far from me. He looks like he could go out there and play today. And he looks, I mean, he just is just a physical specimen. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I could pick. Uh, I'll, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to, I'm going to give some, some props to my guys right now. Taysom and Jamal. They're going to do They're going to, this year, they're going to become the greatest this year. They're going to do it. Wow. This year. That's what I'm going to say. What does it take I have for them that to much, be the greatest? I have that much, I have that much faith in their potential and that they're good. It's going to come together this year. Okay. That, I mean, that's, that's quite the they list. Could. They could. Yesterday I noticed something on social media, or maybe it was a couple of days ago. Uh, you, got, you got fired up. Uh, specifically, <laughs> Brian, specifically fired up about <laughs> recruiting. Oh, shoot. And we might as well keep the energy high. It's, it's at a good level right oh, now with man. you, Brian. But what was, go- what was going on with recruiting on social media Oh, yesterday? my goodness. It all started I, – I, I, I hardly ever get on Twitter. Anybody that follows me knows this. I don't have that many followers. I'm new to Twitter. I haven't even been on Twitter for a year. I was. I happened to be on there. I noticed uh, Simi Fajico. He's a receiver at my alma mater, Brighton High School. Fantastic football player. Trying to decide where he's going to go. And he had these tweets about potential schools. I tweeted at him and said, "Hey, look at all these Brighton Bengals that made it to the NFL. Oh, by the way, they all went to BYU." Wink, wink, nod, nod. Just kind of a joke. Um, and I said on there, just saying. Of course, the Ute fans in their hordes came after me. And so in my responses back and forth to them, you know, I'm getting in banter with the Ute fans. You know, they're talking about Utah's guys that they've put in the NFL, which had nothing to do with my point about this Brighton kid. But anyway, I acknowledge and I will readily acknowledge Utah has trumped us in draft numbers. They have. Fact. It's a fact. It's a simple fact. Fact. Also a fact. Utah doesn't send most of their guys on a mission that sit out football for two years Another fact, Utah doesn't have to recruit kids who are willing to sign an agreement. Yeah, I'm going to go to your school. Oh, and I won't have sex or drink alcohol. What people don't realize is that handcuffs us in recruiting. And I'm not, I'm not making an excuse. Of our own choice. Of our own choice. Yep. I'm not making an excuse. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a crutch. And I'm not saying we need to get rid of the honor code. Some people say that. I am all for the honor code. I love it. I support it. I don't want it to go anywhere. It is who we are. But we have to keep our expectations in perspective. How many 4-3 guys have come through BYU? How many? Uh, Todd Watkins, maybe that's yeah. all. And he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't run a 4-3. Even Todd Watkins, he ran a 4-4. Oh, okay. You know, we, we, just, we just don't get those guys, which is fine. That's not saying we can't be fantastic football teams. We've had them, and we'll continue to have them, and we will have them in the future. But we're just not going to get those elite speed guys because we're handcuffed with the honor code. Yeah, it's just expectations. You have to keep that in mind. You know, if you have 10,000 kids that are prospective recruits, okay, how many of those kids are going to make the NFL? Maybe 2%, maybe, okay? Yeah, it's, we, maybe. Looked at, we looked it up. It's like 1%. One, like 1% okay, so of, 1%, of, okay? So, from so, college to the NFL. So every 1%. school every school can recruit these 10,000 kids. 1% of them are going to make the NFL, okay? How many of those 10,000 can we recruit? Maybe 1,000? Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just throwing a number out there. It's a numbers so, game. So if we, so if there's ten thousand kids and every school can recruit those, but we can only recruit a thousand of those ten thousand. Then if you take that one percent of the original ten thousand, how many of kids in that group are in our group in our pool? Our pool is small. Expectations. People just have to temper them. Do we have some time for Brian to answer a couple of questions? <laughs> All right, here we go. First one in from at underscore white chocolate. 
and I, I'm gathering he's going for an either or here. Would you rather play Utah again or play this year's November schedule? So uh, you can either have this year's November schedule with Missouri and Fresno State and Utah State, or you can play Utah and then whoever else. What would you rather do? This year? Like if I was on the team or as a former player? If you were on the team still. If you were as, a, a, former, as a former Okay, player. as a former player. Former player. Who do we play in November? Missouri, Utah State, Fresno State, San Jose State. Or Utah and... I'd rather play Utah. Or get Utah. I'd rather play Utah. Why? Because it's Utah. I'd rather play play those first... I'd rather play Nebraska and UCLA and Michigan. I'd rather play them than Utah. But in that November one, the only one that kind of is the Missouri, but those other ones, I'd rather play Utah. Second question from at Dave R. Welker. If BYU is going back to the bend but don't break philosophy... What was their philosophy last year? <laughs> last year they did have the philosophy in the classroom or the philosophy that suited up and went on onto the field? Because the philosophy that suited up and went out onto the field, that product that we put on the field was, let's just do our own thing. Oh, there's a guy running free down the middle of the field. Oh, crap. That was your, that was your coverage. No, that was your coverage. Throwing their hands up in the air. Stupid, okay? Our philosophy was bend but don't break, and it worked. I'm not a fan of that, personally. I'm not. I don't like it. But it I, works. I, I, I am, I would, if, if I was the D coordinator at BYU, I would be way more aggressive. But that's just me. I am, I'm a gambler. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice and take my chances. That being said, you have to look at your personnel, okay? We don't have press corners. We don't have zero-man corners. We cannot zero blitz like other teams can. I still think we can do it more than we do. I think our coaches can call more pressure than they do, but we can't just go all out blitz like some teams do all the time because we just don't have the personnel. So you keep them in front of you. You make them, you make them earn it. You mm-hmm. make them go 10, 12, 14 plays because the, the, the statistics say they're going to make a mistake. Exactly. Penalty they're going to make a mistake. Yep. We the statistics say they're going to make a mistake if you force them to have 14 plays to get pay dirt. But if you give them the cheap one, if you give up the cheap one, you're going to lose every time. Yep. At Bryson Webster. Yo, Brian, how much better do you expect Harvey Longy to be this season? Who do you like most of our linebacker core? Um, I expect him to just be light years ahead of last year. You're always going to improve from year to year. He's, he's year older. He's more mature. He switched positions. Yeah, ho- hopefully, yeah. I mean, he's new, new to linebacker, great athlete, great football player. I expect him to be better. I expect all our guys to be better. My favorite linebacker, it's not even close, Fred Warner. That's my guy. That kid, is he's a stud. He works hard. As far, I'm not in their classroom, but my teammate, Kelly Papinga, is his coach, and he tells me Fred works hard. He knows what he's supposed to do. He studies. He listens. He's coachable. He's a tremendous athlete. All the potential in the world. I'm excited. I hope he gets healthy. I hope he's 100% healthy. I hope his back heals up strong. I'm excited to watch that kid for the next three years. Anybody else want to throw a shot Brian Keel's way at his style? Mm. <laughs> no. Please, this is what you need to do. You need to tweet at Dennis Pitta, and just remind him, Dennis, <laughs> you are not in my league, brother. Sorry, man. And, and if there's any, you know, ladies out there that, that holds more credence than the guys, just just let Dennis know. Sorry, Dennis. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll coach you. I'll teach you. I'll clinic you. I'll try, to, I'll try to bring you along like I did in 07 in the weight room. 
But you're not there yet, Dennis. Fantastic stuff with Brian Keel on a Fast Friday. Great to have you, man. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. All right, we're going to try and put a bow on everything that we just took in there over the last 20 minutes next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you missed Brian Keel, two segments worth earlier, don't worry. Go to YouTube.com slash Sports. Watch all of our interviews on the show. If you missed any earlier this week, go check it out. We are asking everyone out there, why will or why won't the 2015 BYU defense be better than the 2014 version? Let's get a couple of your tweets in. Tweet, tweet. At Big Bluey, the D will be bigger and faster because of Coach Wintrick and tougher and more disciplined because of Bronco. Hashtag better D equals 10 plus wins. I'm not willing to say 10 wins. I still think 8, all things considered, would be a good season. For me, it's hashtag healthy Taysom equals 10 plus wins. Is that, yeah. We're assuming health when we come up with these win numbers. Man, oh man. I'm not assuming that that someone's going to get hurt. But going back. Even though we know that will happen, people get hurt. Going back to what we were talking about in the A block, and Brian Keel just referenced it again. The bend, don't break philosophy. For all intents and purposes, BYU is going back to that this year. And it's frustrating to watch sometimes because you give up first downs and some teams will have some sustained drives. But there is a higher likelihood that that team will make a mistake, whether they throw an interception, there will be a fumble, or there will be a penalty if they have to sustain drives rather than just a 60-yard bomb. And last year, what was working at the beginning? BYU's offense was good. They were getting leads. The defense had confidence. They created turnovers that led to bigger leads. And, and then Taysom Hill would make sure BYU won the game at the end with uh, Adam Hine had a crucial kickoff return. So you had nice plays from different offensive pieces to, to give the defense confidence, to have leads. The defense is not going to win games for BYU, in my opinion. The offense will win those games. The defense, we hope, will do enough to put the offense in good position. Exactly. At Hobosita, Wintrick instills harder work ethic. Bronco ensures schemes executed phenomenally. <laughs> nice word choice. And more experience slash leadership from players. But who is on, the leader? Who is the BYU leader? Is that on defense? I don't know who the leader is. I don't know. That's a, that's a big red flag. We'll look for it day one of camp just three weeks away. Up next, sounds of the week, plus anything else relevant across BYU Sports Nation. Sportscontent.com. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Whip it, whip it good. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Jason Hill, named to the Walter Camp Award watch list, given to the most elite, awesome, best playerness uh, in the country. He's one of 50 players on the list. Cougars in the CFL, eh? A, Austin Collie, John Beck, and the BC Lions take on Saskatchewan tonight on take the road. Off. 10 Eastern on ESPN3. Cougars in the association. Strange brew. Brandon Davies had two points and six rebounds last night, and the Spurs win over the Nets in the NBA Summer League. Tyler Hawes and the Cavs tip off tonight, 6 Eastern against Minnesota. Cougars in the PGA. Oh, totally forgot. My bad. Zach Blair is currently five under through 15 holes, tied for 13th in the Barbasol Championship in Alabama. Men's volleyball. When I think of Barbasol, I think of Alabama. Taylor Sander had three kills on 11 attempts for Team USA yesterday against Brazil in a 3-1 loss in World League. They play against France right after the show in Rio. Also, Benjamin Patch and Team USA take on Team Puerto Rico in the Pan Am Games in Toronto, 3.30 Eastern today. Son, you know what you do now?
No sounds? Did you say no sounds of the week? Oh, go sounds of the week. Okay. Thanks, Ben Bagley. Sounds of the week it is. You know, I've never seen that guy out of a polo t-shirt, so. <laughs> you know, if, if we're really taking style tips from Brian Kill, we take a step back. And then a lady, she gets our name, and surely enough, she shows up at the track. She doesn't speak any English, but she just has our names written on a piece of paper in big letters, and she just holding it up. And just held it up. <laughs> the honest truth is it's on Bronson to be the guy to make this defense tick, depending on where they line them up to so I'm walking back to the huddle like I'm hot stuff, and I just feel this ball just drill me in the back of the head. I look back at his max out, and I was like, ooh, I just went red, dude. Uh, those guys, are, you know, being on the defensive end of this, uh, it's see ball, run ball, tackle ball. There's, it's, it's much more of a dance. There's elegance and rhythm and, and so much more to offer, uh, you know, uh, from the offensive perspective. I get all excited, like, oh, he's on the football team. Like, cool. And I go, hey, hey, Ned. Like Kermit the Frog or something. Zero, Zero beats. And elite. How's that? Has that ever happened? Is that a new record? An elite interview with Blaine Fowler and zero phone beeps. Not often you get zero beeps. It's a zero beep kind of week. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem, this was your fabulous idea, so I'm going to let you introduce it. The AVCA, the American Football Coaches Association, award watch list because they gave us a lot of meaningless information to discuss on our show the last two weeks, and we appreciate that irrelevant yet important information for us. We thank you, AFCA, as a collective group, for helping on July. This caffeine-free Diet Coke is for you. Our Twitter question today, why will or why won't the BYU defense be better in 2015 than the 2014 version? Let's bring on our elite tweet of the day. At Andrew SKBN, Bronco calls timely blitzes. He'll take the pressure off the secondary by getting guys in the backfield better. That's the hope. Thanks to Brian Keel and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Well done to all of you for chiming in all show long. Keep it going 24-7. The audio podcast on iTunes, BYUSN.com. Tune in app for Jeremy on Spencer. Shout out to Henry Bloomfield. We're back to work on Monday. Have a good one. Go Cougs!